Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Live from New York, it's the show that is encouraging you to put on a helmet and buckle up. (laughs) It's going to be a rough ride. One shot for me. For viewers and... Co-hosts alike. It's first things first. Oh, today's great show. to see you guys today. Okay, Patrick Mahomes runs his way to the Super Bowl. Do we have to apologize to Nick? That's assault. Forever doubting him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts carries the Eagles to Arizona. But do the Eagles deserve to be Super Bowl faves? And finally, Brock Purdy's injury seals the 49ers' fate. Alongside Nick Wright, who we'll get to in a second. I'm Kevin Wilds. We'll start with Broussard. Really? Brew, do you wish your guy Jimmy G took the field yesterday? As a guy that picked the Eagles, I was so glad Jimmy G didn't have a helmet. Oh, my gosh. But here we go, Might not have been a Philly flurry. Buckle up. We start at the conclusion of the fifth annual Arrowhead Invitational. Behind a hobbled QB, Mahomes defeated Clyde Drexler with a 326-yard, two-touchdown performance. Here he is postgame. I think guys were probably the most pumped up I've seen them going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough, uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You say, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, I mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But uh, I mean, it's it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. Uh, I like it. Oh, I mean, there's uh, a lot there. Five percent. You know, five percent. Nice to be part of that five percent, Patrick. 5%. You have one other option. You can let your play do the talking. Or you can let me do it for you. But real quick, before we get to it, you got. This, I don't think no, that's we're smoking on that Bengals pack. What? Wow. What? what? Can you I do think that? Violation? Well, no, I think it's allowed, guys. We're smoking on that Bengals pack today because what we just saw was oh, the goodness. most impressive game <laughs> by the best player we've ever seen in this league. That was. His crowning achievement up to this moment. On one damn leg. He won a Super Bowl. Da- yeah, and this was more impressive. Oh On one leg, down his top three receivers against a great defense. As underdogs, he delivered again. Third time in his career, he got the ball in the playoffs with less than a minute remaining and drove his team down for either the winning or the tying score. No quarterback in the history of the league has done that more than once. He's done it three times Mm. in five years. He is undeniably 
The greatest postseason quarterback ever. Okay. And, oh, okay. I mean, this is well, what if you yeah, are? I mean, okay, well, hold on. What if there's I told a guy you, with seven rings? Hold on. What I if think? I told you, oh, you're big into the, you know, the uh, yeah. accumulation yeah. of things. Yeah. What if I told uh, you, Brew, he leads all-time NFL history in literally everything? Oh, I believe it. Literally believe it. everything. He's the best we've ever really? seen. And you know what it has made me do? Because I must admit, I don't know if Patrick was talking about me, but I could have been called one of the haters, one of the doubters. Because I unveiled these quarterback rankings last yeah. week. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Oh, no. Looks like we need to update them to the correct quarterback <laughs> rankings. Mahomes, Mahomes on one leg, and then Joe Burrow. So, for the first of many guys... Because all year I've had to hear, oh, Allen Mahomes, it's Brady Manning. Now, Mahomes, Burrow, it's Brady. No, no, no. Mahomes is both Brady and Manning. So it's more of a Tiger versus the field situation. It's Tiger. And then, wait, he's Ernie Els. And he's Sergio Garcia. And he's Phil Mickelson. And the consistent thing is Mahomes going to be there. So drop the Mahomes banner. Here we go. You can translate it yourself. Mahomes, goat, fire, crutch, ring. The greatest ever, on fire, on one leg, a ring on deck. Not on crutches because the bionic man healed himself. But, Brew, I know it's a tough day for you, my friend, because you you know, are a lifelong Cincinnatian. That's true. Who day all all That is true. And they, I am from Cincinnati. And Mahomes stole it from you. So go ahead, my friend. I, look, you know, look, I picked the Bengals, but you know I love Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to add to some of the stuff you said. Patrick Mahomes... After that game yesterday, Nick, I'm in awe of three things. Okay. And Nick Wright is not one of them. I know you probably thought you were one of them. No, you're not. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Patrick Mahomes. And I, I, watching that game yesterday, even though I picked against him, never made me feel more prouder or certain of all the accolades that I have put on this guy. And people said it was too early. Yeah. Jordan-esque. Yeah. The best we've ever seen. Yeah. Potential GOAT. Oh, he proved it all yesterday. Language, and Nick, you remember last week, a week ago when he played with the bad ankle, you asked me, was that his flu game? You wanted me to go there. This was his flu game. And if they win it, if they win the Super Bowl, it what might be better. We have another it might no, be no, better I'm than sharing. the flu game. Go ahead, because bro. last time I checked, oh the high God, ankle bro. sprain. Is worse than the flu. It's bad oh, as you don't say. Especially or, or worse than being hung over from or gambling food all night. poisoning or whatever it was. Yeah. But I, he, look, this was Isaiah Thomas scoring 25 oh, points damn in the everybody. third quarter yeah. of the finals game on That's a bad right. ankle. Okay. Nick, I, I, got, I got to say this. I, watching that game, as a guy that picks Cincinnati, yeah. every time he touched the ball, I was afraid. You're damn straight. Every up. time he gets the ball. And I have only felt this way about two other athletes in the history of American sports. One was Barry Bonds when he hit 73 homers. Yep. Every time he stepped to the plate, you felt like Guys, he's going to hit a homer, and I'm surprised when he doesn't. I'm it's a serious. single season home and run then Mike, record. I know, but I was surprised every time he didn't hit a homer. Michael Jordan, if they're down 15 with six minutes left, I still thought they're going to come back and win. Oh. And with Patrick Mahomes, I felt like. Every time of course. got the ball, I'm surprised when they don't score at least three points, Be- if not seven. That the dude is all that. Period. Because are you but are can- are you doubting that, Wilds? No, but you guys are going overboard. I- this is the this is the motif of the show. 
You're, go, you're taking it too far. So how's it too far? I mean, I didn't say it was more impressive than, than seven Super Bowl wins, <laughs> but I say he's the best I've ever We're seen. We're watching the most talented guy to ever do it, who's not at the peak of his powers because he's injured, who yesterday in the fourth quarter of the AFC Championship game, while Joe Burrow was deciding which do I want to target, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase when I throw my next critical interception, he's throwing to Marcus Kemp who coming into that game had 24 tackles in his career and four catches. He's doing that on one leg in that environment, and we knew he would. With that said, it was not just Mahomes yesterday. Thank you. I was about to say. Chris Jones, who I told you two months ago could be the defensive player of the year and one of the many things I've been right about and the Wilds have laughed at me about, but that's fine. (laughs) He showed you why he could be the defensive player of the year. The rookies that I've been hammering the table saying, I don't care what the season-long rankings are. The team's going to get better when you're playing six rookies on defense. You have your top corner go out of the game and the rookies step up, which is why it was so gratifying for me and my colleagues on the committee when, hand to God, around midnight last night, a text message comes in from (laughs) the architect of this team. (laughs) The general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs, who had this t-shirt made up before the game. The committee warned you. I did not send that to him. I had never spoken to Mr. Veach a minute in my life prior to receiving that text and then a FaceTime from him, Eric Stone Street, and Paul Rudd, which leads me wow. to saying, you know what? Yeah, the other great Kansas Cityans. It was uh, oh, it's there, great. I yeah, Harry Truman wanted to be acting. there for that call. But okay. let me tell you. Drop the next banner. Oh. Because don't say we didn't warn you. Oh, the next banner's not Uh-oh. coming, but Uh-oh. it will, Uh-oh. I promise, at some point. That next banner Stay will tuned. say what the committee warned you. Because <laughs> the committee did warn you all year long. No, Go ahead, Wilds. It'll come at it's some point. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. It's a great. Oh, there oh, it is. Don't tell me the committee didn't warn you. The committee told you all year. Okay, sorry. We spent our banner budget on cigars. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the pivotal play. In the fourth, Joseph Osai pushes Mahomes while out of bounds. 15 yards leads to the game-winning field goal. Here's Osai flanked by awesome teammate B.J. Hill. Take a listen. No question. Come on. He, been, he played his butt off the whole game. That's a different question. I just got to, I got to, like Sam was saying, I got to learn from experience. and um, I got to know not to, not to get close to that quarterback when he's close to that sideline. If there's anything that could uh, possibly cause a penalty. In a dire situation like that, I got to do better. All right, Brew, what was your reaction to that play? I mean, you had to call it. I, I hated it. I mean, you may have even – well, probably not. You didn't hate it. But <laughs> I hate to see a game in that way. But he, he did push him out of bounds. And I think – look, I feel this way about every call like this that's on the sideline. There was one earlier in the game, I think, on the Chiefs. It's every instinct in your body – is telling you to kind of hit the guy when it's that close to the field of play. You have to learn. Look, defensive linemen have learned not to crush quarterbacks yep. and fall on them, you know, or when they're either in the pocket or running. Mm-hmm. But this is a tough play. Osai actually played a really good game. He did. It's, it's unfortunate. I felt for him. But the complaints, Nick, are about the officiating. And I don't – look, it happens. We've seen it before. But there were some calls. Oh, Y'all on. did benefit oh. from some Wait, calls when, or lacks of When we had the touchdown taken away from us or when no, we had the interception no, taken well, away I'm, from I'm us? I'm going to show you a few. Okay, we, got, we got a few Please. here. First, there was the intentional grounding Which was, on the late Bengals call. Samaj P. Ryan is right there. 
Okay. Where's but, his intentional ground? He's right there. Ooh, but they convert in the, the center next of the field. Right. It did. It yeah. did work out for him. But secondly, there was a clip. Sky Moore, great return. Oh. Look at the clip. Oh, and hitting them in the back. Break. Are you allowed to hit guys in the back? Give me that a break. block actually sprung Sky oh, Moore. Stop it. I'm just saying, as a brother, that's objective. Okay. Right. Uh, and thirdly, <laughs> there were holds. Patrick Mahomes, this is an awesome play, but look at the holds. Man, I mean, my goodness. Show me the helmet I get that you can call holds on, on a lot that's of plays, but point. there are holds all over the place. And that's not to mention Frank Clark. Did shove a sh- he at least once he oh, shoves uh, Joe punch. Burrow after okay. after the like two seconds after he got okay. rid of the ball. So I'm just saying that some people out there, the, the, you know, go ahead. I just want to add this for you. But, but hey, Jordan did push off and, with Brian Russell. It yeah, and I get it. <laughs> the the Chiefs had a touchdown taken off the board due to a questionable holding call, mm. and the Chiefs had an interception taken off the board due to a bang-bang DPI, and the Chiefs had oh, the that was softest, definitely past the the softest taunting that. penalty of the season when Andrew Wiley did his little t- tipsy-toes thing. So if the refs were trying to rig the game for the Chiefs, they didn't yep. do a great job of okay. it. Go ahead, Keep Wiles. that same energy when we talk about LeBron and the Celtics, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah. Bake that one away. Yeah. Uh, here's what Osai said. I want to read it again because it's yeah. hard to hear. I've got to know not to get close to the quarterback when he's close to the side. Line. And we've talked about this, how Holmes is one of his little wrinkles in the rules is when he gets close to the sideline, he knows that sometimes he can take advantage. The greatest run quarterback run in playoff history. So this he is the it. Tennessee play from 2019. Yeah. He gets close to the sideline, says, you know what? Let me change my mind yep. and take advantage of this rule. I don't, Watch I don't know what you're supposed to do here where he's like, I'm going to go out. Don't worry, guys. Uh, no, I'm going to keep going. Yep. Right, right. He scores. So, I feel bad for Osai. Me too. Uh, I thought he played can, great. I do. Really? And can I'm I not... make Osai feel better? Go ahead. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Yeah, you guys were going to score anyways. That's what I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's eight it's seconds left, and the Chiefs needed eight yards to get in field goal range. I totally range. agree. The idea that really? this was – people are treating this as if there were two seconds left. Yep. And that if he hadn't done that, they wouldn't have been able to kick the field totally goal. Agree. There's eight seconds left. And we have the most clutch player in the history of the sport. He's going to find – he ran to the sideline. Got the most – the team couldn't run for more than one yard or two yards to carry the whole night, except for him on that one play on one ankle. You don't think – and I, I mean this not you guys, but the generic you – that he was going to find a way to get six or eight or I ten totally yards agree. on the next play to set up the Butker kick? Of course he was. And I think so I, was that right. is where, Brew, I, act, I was – because the one ref thing you didn't mention was that when the do-over on third down. Right, right. I was gl- Now, I understand but why they did it. That was legit. That was legit, but it still was unfortunate. I was glad the Chiefs didn't score on that drive. They ended up punting from the exact spot as if the do-over hadn't happened. I, when you said I wasn't happy about this, I wish this hadn't happened. Because I truly believe once he picks up that first down, mm-hmm. they're winning that game either way. And now there's the yeah, but. And I feel terribly for the kid. Because it wasn't a dirty play. Right. He was, he was doing his best. He, just, he shouldn't have. And I think they would have let it go. Push, right. yeah, he if did he would have just bumped him, no I think they would have let and it go. Mahomes should kind of flail right, But now we have a little, a little more bit. fun things to discuss. Okay. So let's uh, get a lot of trash talk <laughs> Oh yeah. Cincinnati. Uh-oh. Sure head thing. Mm-hmm. It didn't play so well in the Kansas City locker room. And they let everybody know about it afterwards. Take a listen. I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! Burrow hit my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Don't ever, 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 and I'm looking at the camera when I said this, disrespect Arrowhead. This team 
stepped up against a great football team, and uh, we showed this place that's Arrowhead. It's not Burrowhead out here. I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. He's got to the greatest. Oh, do you think oh, the bulletin man. board material backfired, Nick? You're god dog right, yeah, it yeah, did. Seemed like it. Hey, where's Joe Mixon? I'm just curious. Well, I saw his 2.3 yards yeah, per carry. I saw that. I, I, don't, I don't know where the big dogs are out. I know, actually, you know what? I do know where Joe Mixon is, or at least where he's going to be. The waiver wire here shortly when the Bengals <laughs> cut him for cap purposes. Where's Mike Hilton? I know he's not staying at Burrowhead Stadium anymore. I know he sent out a little tweet. He's like, oh, you know, we tried our best. Yeah, you tried your best, and your mouth got your ass kicked because of it. Because I saw Mike Hilton getting penalties. Eli Apple on the back of a milk carton when the refs aren't saying number 20, DPI, number 20, defensive holding. The one guy on the Bengals who knew better was Joe Burrow. The one guy whose name they were invoking, he knew better. You know what? Drop another banner oh, how many, in, in honor, in honor of Mike Hilton. That banner's Thank backwards, you. but it says <laughs> big dogs of the AFC. You know what? Spin it around. Yeah, Hold go. on. I think oh, I can show it to you guys. It says big dogs of the AFC. I can't spin it around. You know what? The banners, we maybe went over the top with the banners today. The banner budget would be great. You know what? Brew, can we drop one last banner and see if this uh, who one knows works? If we can drop one last banner. Dude, because I'm telling says. you right now, guys, one win away, Brew. One win away. Oh, we got that one. From a dynasty. One game away from an undeniable dynasty. And the rest of the conference, in a year that the Chiefs were rebuilding, they won it. And these guys had the audacity, had the unmitigated gall, as you would say, to talk trash on a road game in Arrowhead. Great. I don't know. Seems like they gave the Chiefs the nobody believes in us token that they've never had before. You know what? When we do this again, edit that out. Just be like, you know what? That's going to say Super Bowl champions. It's like, that's why it's blank. Okay, that is not. That's against New York City it's and cops. It's going to be cops up in here. <laughs> We're talking Jimmy G for Bring you next. away. Where's Joey B? Okay. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to a monstrous Monday show. Coach Mangini is here with us. Head down to Philly where the Eagles dispatched of a beat-up 49ers team that played Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Here's George Kittle on the loss. How's that feel to lose in the NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. This <laughs> didn't feel good. <laughs> you think the 49ers would have won if Purdy didn't get hurt? I do, but I don't think that matters. So I do. I thought the Niners were, over the course of the season, the most impressive team in their conference, and I thought they were riding a hot streak that was very legitimate. And the postseason success they had had to me validated that. And the Eagles, while they had been excellent over the first three quarters of the season, obviously hadn't played their best ball mm-hmm. going in the postseason. And I thought Jalen was banged up, and he was banged up, and you saw it. But the reason – there were two, two key moments early in this game, Coach, and to me it speaks to why 
Football's the ultimate team sport from the guy who's building the team, coaching the team, and the guy who's executing. Hassan Reddick made that play. Yep. Hassan Reddick was available for the whole league to sign. The Eagles didn't pay $120 million for him. They paid three years, $45 million yep. bucks. And he changed the entire game with that play, Thank even you. if Purdy hadn't gotten hurt. But with the, yeah, and that's one of the benefits of strip sack is you can bang up the quarterback in a totally legal way. But the other note, noteworthy moment was on the, before that, Coach, the fourth and three is so impressive for three reasons. One is they stuck to exactly who they were. They knew they're a fourth down team, so even in the conference championship game, they go for it. They went for a fourth and one later in the game on their own 34. The second was they had clearly coached up. Guys, if you make a big play and it's not actually a good play, we have a signal. Hurry up. Yeah, and you saw Devontae. I mean, give me a break. I, but, but that's, but that's where, listen, nobody gives Kyle Shanahan more credit than me. I think he's a, a brilliant play designer. But Sirianni 100% outfoxed him there. His guys were ready with this to know that would have been a turnover. Ball in the 40. Mm-hmm. The whole game's different. Maybe Purdy doesn't get hurt. And Shanahan didn't pick up what I think a lot of us watching the game picked up, which was, hmm, Devontae Smith sure seems like he wants to hurry up. <laughs> Might be worth tossing a challenge flag right. there. But instead he waited to hear to see if they got a view of it. They didn't. And so that's coaching. So the GM brought in a player. The coach had the players ready, and then their players went and executed. So I give the Eagles massive credit organizationally top down, even if I think you play this game ten times, the Niners win seven of them. Yeah, I, I don't think they, they would have been able to win just based off the, the way the, the day went. And, and start with that protection. The idea of matching up your tight end against their best pass rusher. Okay, so that's one problem. And they did something very similar a few plays later. So there's, there's that element to it. And, and then you move fast forward. You don't get the challenge. And this is, this, this is no secret that when a team is hurrying up, that usually means they don't feel like the, the ball was caught. And you practice it from both sides. And when you're in that situation... It's a fourth and three play, so it's a turnover, turnover. play. And then in addition to that, it's a scoring play because the ball's going to be on the six, so you're going to get at least three points. Right. Okay, so you got that, and then the, the next scoring drive, so you don't challenge them. The next scoring drive, there's three defensive penalties. Yeah. They score there. Then there's the fumble right before the half. They score there. And then you come out in the, in the second half, and that drive, you rough the punter, and then you rough the quarterback. So if you look collectively, it's special teams, it's coaching, it's defense, it's all those elements. So, yeah, maybe, look, I would have much rather seen Purdy and seen what that was, but there are a lot of things working against them. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt Philly wins um, either really? way. The, the, the shot that took Purdy out, I mean, that was going on all game. I get that that was their first possession, but they had 13 quarterback pressures on 18 passes by the Niners. That's all right, they wild. had seven hit QB hits on the 18 attempts and, what, three sacks. So I think they were just going to be getting after Purdy all day. And they they beat up the Niners. I mean, they put out both quarterbacks. You saw Fred Warner, Nick Bosa getting up slowly on different plays. Like, they were just more physical. And then they ran for about 150 yards. Mm-hmm. And people talking about Hurts didn't do a ton, but he didn't have to because they just – they could run the ball all day on them. They're trying to work the clock. They had 37 minutes – of possession to 22. I get it after the quarterback goes out, it's tough. But still, I, I just think they were the better team. So, I'm going to go a step further, Coach, and you tell me if I'm being – I'm usually the mayor of fair and I want to be, but you, you tell me if you think I'm being unfair. Because we've seen when quarterbacks throw a pass over the middle and a guy gets hurt, it's like, well, that's a hospital pass. That's uh, Basically, the quarterback got you injured. Is it fair to say 
that Shanahan got Purdy injured with the decision to block Reddick with this tight end. Here's what he said. It's a tough block, but all play actions are tight ends versus edge rushers. You hope you can step up on it, which you usually do in the pocket. It was going to Ayuk, beat him. It was going to be a big play. So I think us football fans watch like he got hurt. But more studied football, you know, if you were in the game, it's like, no, the scheme got him hurt. Is that fair to say from the mayor affair? I, I hate the matchup with tight ends against defensive ends, especially defensive ends that lead your team in sack. <laughs> you ask tight ends to do so much. Now you're going to put them in a three-point stance. It's going to be hard sell play action. You're going to block their best pass rusher off the edge on an extended play. It's a recipe for disaster. And, and they do something similar later on. Yeah, you have an X for their O. It's not the same. You've got two really good offensive tackles. Use those guys in those situations, or at least don't leave the tight end on an island in a three-point stance against a guy who's got 16 sacks. It's, it's a recipe for disaster. I'm telling you, between this... And my decision to um, guard Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> i got a future. Yeah, he, he I'm really telling did. you, I can see stuff. Uh, on to the winning team. Hurts didn't have an overwhelming game, didn't need to. 15 completions, 121 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Here he is after the game. My first year here, I mean, they probably didn't even want to draft me here. You know, it's probably one of those things, but it, it always handled itself. What a jacket. All time. I mean, it's great fantastic. chain, great jacket. Great How much yards. credit does he deserve for this win, bro? I think, I, look, every time they win, I think he deserves a good amount of credit because he is the tone setter for that team. He galvanizes the locker room, he gives those players confidence. We saw how bad they looked when he wasn't in the game. They couldn't even beat the Saints, okay? And this guy comes in there. I know he didn't have a, a huge game statistically. He's the type of quarterback. Sometimes like Lamar Jackson, sometimes like Michael Vick used to be, where the passing stats aren't always going to blow you away. And even his run stats didn't do that. But he is the engine for that team. So I think whenever they win, he deserves a good amount Mm -hmm. of credit because, look, even the rush yards, I think 150 yards they gained, would they have gained that many yards without the threat no, of him running the fair. ball, without his misdirection? That, no, no, no. All that of part's the things fair. That the read option stuff, you almost have to give an assist to the quarterback when he gives, it puts on the game. We can show, I think, Hurts' total numbers for the game because they, they are quite pedestrian. I mean, you can see the 121 yards total. He didn't throw for it. To, there they are. So that is by no means a good game, right? If going into it, you'd have said, oh, that's not going to be enough for them points. to win. Right. Correct. And I do think the leadership stuff and all of that is very important. And I've said all year long, I'm amazed by how at such a young age he's taken control of the locker room and what a great leader he is. But I'm now going to betray a confidence and maybe ruin a relationship. Oh, great. Oh, wow. So our guy Dusty is a diehard Eagles fan. <laughs> and Dusty is, you know, his team's now playing my team. So he's putting on a brave face around the office. <laughs> But I left my computer up in the conference room about 2.30. I went upstairs to get it, and I was walking in. Dusty's on the phone. I don't know who Dusty's talking to, ostensibly another Eagles fan. You know, I heard him say, man, it's been almost two months since I felt good about how Jalen's playing. Is that true? Hey, yeah. oh, Dusty, is it true? It's true. It's doing? true. What are you so, doing? And, Coach, He's and then easy. I'm going to add one other thing, because I thought Sirianni did a great job. It was baffling to me, and I want your take on it, why when the game was firmly in hand, they're up two scores, and San Francisco's running the wing tee. 
why they, on one possession, ran Hurts five times, including three times after he clearly got banged up on one. Right. That seemed unnecessary, even with a two-week break between now and the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that didn't make sense. It was the, the first drive after the half, and they're up by 14 points. The game now is just both teams playing four-minute offense. It's just <laughs> going to be how quickly they can get the game done. And then they put him at risk like three or four times, and one time he gets blown up, yeah. and he's got the two quarterback sneaks. I think at that point you're thinking, okay, we gotta we gotta save this. It would have been everybody'd be sick if he'd got hurt on that drive. At and that I point think he did game. get hurt a little bit. It seemed like it he seemed got like dinged he was bad. Up a he, he got, he got they kept blown up on on one yeah. of them, yeah. and it just it doesn't make sense to put him at risk at that point. Okay, Brew. Per your contract, <laughs> we have to discuss Jimmy G. He tried his best, smiling on the sidelines in an attempt to rally the team. He also. Wishes he could have played, saying, quote, I wish I had a helmet. Brew, do you think the king of QB wins could have delivered here? What a warrior. (laughs) I mean, what a warrior. I wish I had a helmet. I mean, isn't that Jimmy G? Isn't that what has made him such a successful quarterback? I mean, my goodness. I'm so glad Jimmy G didn't have a helmet as a guy that picked the Eagles. I picked the Eagles. Oh, 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 okay. And so, no, look, honestly, even with Jimmy G, even as much as he's done for the Niners, although Nick loves to deny it, it would not have made a difference. In fact, knowing Jimmy G's history, the way that they were clocking he'd gotten hurt quarterbacks, he probably have gotten hurt. Can I, can I ask another question? It would have been three very quickly to coach. I think 15 seconds. I don't know if we can yeah. show it. The hell's so funny on that sideline? Well, his team's getting annihilated. <laughs> I'm just curious. I just don't know. Forget this. Why this aren't one. you Drake? No, no, no. Right there. Oh, man. That must be one hell of a joke. joke. Poor George Kittle's nearly in tears. Stretch McCaffrey's trying to figure out how he's going to run the offense. <laughs> Jimmy G's having a grand old time. Well, what do you want him to do? It was Trey. Not, 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 Trey not being laughing. Why aren't you at tra- the Trey? Well, I think Jimmy's the – you told me Jimmy's the leader. Jimmy, Trey's following G's like, I guess we laugh and laugh right now. I can't smile. I don't know. It was only, I don't know. It I was only 7-0. I think you're supposed to be a little upset. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be a little upset. the best time to be chucking it up. Thank you. I knew Coach would agree. Anti-smiles on You would have seen him in the locker Right Does Burrow get out of any blame for the loss? We discuss next. Your teeth kicked in because you're not available. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow's total, 270 That's yards. Good. One touchdown, two interceptions. One was really a punt. Sacked five no, times. It was not. It was. It was not. He didn't kick it like Tom Brady, but I counted okay. it. Great tackle here by Jamar Chase. Here's uh, Burrow tackle after the game. T. Higgins, too, <laughs> Shoot, sorry. I feel great about you know, the direction that we're headed. Uh, that's the great thing about the NFL. It's not, it's not college where you only got four years. You got as many years as you want to, hopefully. Uh, so we'll come back, have a great off season, and and get better as a team, get better individually, and and come back next year ready to go. There you go, Stetson Bennett's like you got six years. <laughs> uh, Burr deserve any blame for the Bengals' loss? Yeah, of course. Listen, I think second best, well, third best quarterback in football. Mahomes, Mahomes on one leg, and then Joe Burrow. We've talked about that again. Uh, <laughs> But he wasn't good, 
the end of that game, wasn't good at the end of the first half, and it cost his team. And you can, listen, I agree, third and long, deep passes that turn into interceptions are like a punt. Third and threes right. with a couple minutes left in a conference championship game that turn into an interception, those are not a punt. That's a disaster. They had second and three and then third and three. With not a couple minutes left, pardon me, seven minutes left. And it's a chance to win the game. Then he did have the ball with two minutes left and couldn't drive his team down the field. And here's the deal. I, I had to listen, coach, all week. Oh, that Joe Burrow's one game away from, hey, he's the best quarterback. Well, he would. Some guys, were saying that. You, some people were saying that. A lot of people were saying that. In fact, I heard somebody say before the game, he already is the best quarterback. Right. Now, the best player at quarterback is Patrick yeah. Mahomes, but Burrow's the best quarterback because Mahomes adds a that lot of value awesome. with nickel corner occasionally. <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But here's the facts. The Bengals did, for the first time in their seven playoff games under Burrow, score a fourth-quarter touchdown. It wasn't enough, though. Joe Burrow in seven playoff games. Can we show it to you? Uh, it's not been good in the fourth quarters. His team has. He has not. His defense has held teams to zero or three points repeatedly. But Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, Mr. Clutch, Tom Brady, whatever you want to call him, had an opportunity yesterday in Patrick Mahomes' house to go Patrick Mahomes. And instead, he threw a pick and then went six and out, and Mahomes won the game. So, yeah, Brew, listen, I do believe he's the second-best quarterback in football. Nobody's perfect. But... He's got to wear some of this. Uh, he has to wear a good amount of it. I mean, they all do, of course, but he is still deserves a lot of the blame. Coach, the first interception was a t- bad pass, like you said, on the third yeah. and two, third and three. That was just a bad pass. And the second one was underthrown. I mean, T, they, it was good coverage, but if you throw it deeper, it's not an interception, and maybe T can, can reach out and grab it. But what he, his biggest issue, and you could say, I mean, maybe you take – like, he's not Mahomes, and yet he's certainly not Tom Brady. Because if one of those guys gets the ball, tie game, what, two and a half minutes left, you think it's over. Like, yes. they're going to milk the clock and mm-hmm. at the very least get their team in the field yes. goal. Especially after the third and 16 conversion, which is a great play by him. With, what, like 56 seconds left, you just converted third and 16. If that's Mahomes or Tom Brady, it's over. And to me, that was his biggest flaw yesterday is he's not Mahomes or Tom Brady. Yeah, it it was the two interceptions, and really there should have been a third interception. One of those passes early in the game could have been picked off. And then another one was picked off and they threw a flag. I thought that was a legit pass in the field. Yeah, but there's there's four balls that were put into harm's way, which, which, which is a problem. From a sack perspective, he was sacked four times in the first half, and when you go back and watch the sacks, a couple of them, he had, look, he had no chance. But then there were a couple of them where he's trying to move around, he's trying to buy time, and it was really on him. And he, he did have some outlets, but he chose to try, to try to go down the field. You can't deny the way that he's changed the trajectory of the Cincinnati Bengals. I do think someone needs to go through him with him, the salary cap, and how that works. And it's not like college. It's really hard to keep a team together in the oh, NFL. Windows closed. As much as you have this window now, well, once he gets paid, once all these other young stars get paid, that window – You sound like Mike No, but that's yeah. – that's, hold on. Can <laughs> I just make – It's true. Can it's I, true. They're going to have to make a choice this offseason about – listen, they're paying Burrow this offseason. They're going to have to get rid of some – they're not going to be able to resign everybody. Then they have to make a decision about T. Higgins. Right. They can keep T. Higgins for one more year for almost no money and then lose him for nothing in the offseason, next offseason. 
or they can trade him right now, as the Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill, and get maybe a first-round pick. That's a tough decision right. because so they're good. paying Burrow and they're paying Chase. But here's the reason I push back on the windows always open. In the last 12 AFC Championship games, Wilds, the Chiefs or the Patriots have been in them. The last 12. Patriots did eight, Chiefs done five, and they played each other. The other side, Baltimore twice, Denver twice, Indy once, Pittsburgh once, Jacksonville once, Tennessee once, Buffalo once, Cincinnati twice. If the Chiefs are the new Patriots, and they are, it is no guarantee that next year you get the fumble on Tyler Huntley. It is no Buffalo thought they were going to be here every year. They're not. They haven't been back since they were there two years ago. Cincinnati's now been to two in a row and has walked away once they won and blew a fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl, and this one they could have won in the fourth quarter and they didn't. That window is not always open. If you guys are new Patriots, I have bad news for you. Playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. <laughs> are the Cowboys going backwards? Strong maybe. Kellen Moore news next. First things first. Didn't you guys beat the Eagles well, the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to a huge show. Listen, mistakes were made. <laughs> LeBron upset on this no call. The referees union later saying, quote, this play will weigh heavily and cause sleepless nights as we strive outrageous. to be the best referees we can be. Come it's on, outrageous. Referees. Lakers lost by four in overtime, shot 29% from three, 75% from the free throw no. line, and didn't block a shot. But I guess it's all on the refs, right? It bro? is. They, I'm, he, best, bro. No, I'm answering. <laughs> bro, they, they, people I, they, for, that's for, an egregious miss. And for 15 years, I've had to listen at the end of games. He won't Why does LeBron right. settle for jump shots? Right. Put the refs to a decision. Well, maybe it's because in the last two weeks, the Lakers have had four end-of-game scenarios where they have gotten hosed. Oh, come on. What? Embiid grabbed Russ. Embiid they admitted the, 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 the three-pointer against Sacramento, and then it happened against Dallas. If they, Levitard said this today. If they win all four of those games, they're right now the four seed. Instead, they're the 13 seed. Yeah. This is outrageous. Well, to your point, when you're a team that is your record is so close you know, to play-in and playoffs, you have to get that call right. Now, look, I think there's a over, little overly dramatic by LeBron. Absolutely. Patrick Beverly should be suspended by Darvin Ham for a game. That's ridiculous it's so, to go out there with a camera. A I mean, what are you doing? And, and I, I, I don't mind Beverly, but this is ridiculous. You, you but I like that LeBron went to the cup. To your of point, I don't know, hopefully this doesn't discourage Wilds, him because I hate the step back threes that he do, does at the end of the game. But that you have with it's terrible now. What do I have? What, no what's the problem with, with LeBron? Uh, I don't. I look. It's a passionate response. Do I think that got your team ready to win in overtime? That he should have just been like, you know what? Bad call. Things happen. Okay. Let's go get this W. I or did you just give up? Michael right there, Jordan basically? do that exact same thing after losing the game of Boure. You okay. never, I, I saw it. Right. I, I saw it. Right. It was in between games three and four of the 96 finals. No, we can't huddle. <laughs> Kellen Moore, Cowboys fired, Chargers hired. Now, granted, he drew up a play with Zeke at center, but the speed of this turnaround was shocking. Here's the Cowboys' offensive ranks this year. Pretty good. Coach, we'll start with you. Does this prove that the Cowboys 
made a mistake in letting Kellen Moore go. No, I don't think the speed has anything to do with it. I'm sure this was in the works for a while. I'm sure they knew he was going to leave Dallas, and this was a great landing spot. It's great he for Kellen. He gets coming. to go. He gets a, a great young quarterback to work with. He'll probably be a head coach in a year based off of, of oh, who he's working with. Yikes. Yeah, look, first of all, I can't wait to see him with Justin Herbert. My goodness. I mean, and, and the weapons they have, the receivers, Austin Eckler. So I think it's great for Kellen Moore. I understand sometimes even when a guy's doing well, you just need a new voice. You need a fresh voice. But their offense, coach, the offense has been strong other than in the playoffs. So, I don't know, is that what you're focusing on? We can't score in the playoffs after we lead the league in scoring? Not just this year since Dak returned, but last year the same thing. So, I, I, I think they should have kept Kellen Moore just because I think the offense was clicking and oh, that wasn't mm-hmm. a problem. Hold on. He okay. didn't have the greatest weapons so either. It One isn't great a great sign when the moment you fire a guy, he gets a job that's theoretically better than the one you fired 20 hours later. That's not a great sign that you've made the right decision. But can I ask, we all know how this ends now, right? Mike McCarthy's calling plays. This is not an upgrade. Mike McCarthy, I think, and I, and I, and I try to be fair – because I know there's a lot that goes into being a head coach. But he seems to have times at some trouble juggling what he was currently juggling. Mm-hmm. Now you're adding Which calling. What? What what, all the game management <laughs> stuff, all the things. It's a, it's a big job. It's a big job with a lot of things. And now you're adding calling plays. I feel like this is that Jerry went to Mike and said, we need to make all these changes. Mike acquiesced. But all that does to me is delay the inevitable Mike McCarthy firing by a year. Like, I just don't think it ends well for him. Like, you got to fire all these guys. Yeah, you're just pacifying the fan base, and you're saying, this was the problem. We we fixed the problem. Now we're going to have an upgrade. And it's not like Kellen wasn't – it's not like they weren't in meetings together, and and Mike couldn't have had as much impact on the offense as as he wanted to. 28 points a game is pretty good. Not bad. I would take that. Bill O'Brien, we'll be up there next year. (laughs) Uh, Other report. Packers want to, quote, move on from Aaron Rodgers. Nick, is this a good idea or a bad idea? I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's a good idea, especially if they can get a first-round pick for him. Now, I'm sure the Packers would be more comfortable if they had, you know, seen Jordan Love play for a month oh, of football, but that was a terrible idea that no one agreed with, but now clearly <laughs> they wish they had done it. Uh, here's my question, because the Jets just hired Rodgers' old drinking and cornhole buddy to be their oh. offensive coordinator. He did. Darts. It was darts and cornhole, and he made him laugh. That's what Chris Collinsworth <laughs> told us on Sunday Night Football, that that's why he got the Broncos job. Okay? I'm just telling you what Chris Collinsworth said. I'm not reporting it. I'm repeating it from the owner of Pro Football Focus. Okay? Uh, so now the Jets are hiring him ostensibly to get Rodgers. My question is this, Coach. Would you give up the 13th pick of the draft for Aaron Rodgers, given the contract, given everything? Now you also have dealt with – having a really good roster and not the quarterback and how frustrating it is. So maybe you would, because well, I think that's the cost. We're the, I was there when we traded for Brett Favre. Yeah. We gave up a conditional fourth that could have gone up. And, and, and look, if I was the Packers, I, I would not move on from, from Aaron Rodgers at all. I'd sit down and hear all of his off-season stories and be annoyed by whatever you're annoyed by with him. Because no, it really is as hard. No, it really is painful not having an MVP-type quarterback. That's painful. Ask New Orleans. Ask the Colts. Ask... New England, hey. the Steelers. I mean, go. You can go on and on. You when you've had a great quarterback for as long as Green Bay has to go from far to Rodgers, and now you don't know what you have with Love. So you don't. Hold on to the, him. I would like. I would go hang out in the Amazon. <laughs> but coach, I, I don't think he's an MVP level quarterback anymore. And I look. I he wasn't winning Super Bowls. Heck, even getting to a Super Bowl. 
in his prime, at his best with very good defenses, Devontae Adams, a good run game. So, yeah, I get it. He's still better than Jordan Love. But how good would they be next year? Are they maybe they make the playoffs? Mm. I would go see what I have in love. And if he's no good, maybe we get a high draft pick and maybe we're we're would in the you, run for Caleb. If Williams you knew love was terrible, you would just deal with Rogers? If you knew he was terrible? Probably one and if more you knew year, he but I don't think awesome, they know he's be terrible. fine trading him, right? I don't think they know he's terrible. Yeah, if I only think they, they could have figured it play. out. Coach, really quickly on this Jordan Love. He looked good in that Can six you tell if the guy's got it or not in practice, or do you need to see him in games? You, you, you can get a sense that, that he does, but until they go out and actually do it in those big moments, it's yeah, hard no. to sit back and go, he's our guy. Okay. Maybe Jimmy G. We know he can do it in the big moments. <laughs> uh, finally, in a story that I 60% believe, Dolphins not expecting to pursue Tom Brady. Nick, are you surprised by this news? I am somewhat surprised. I think it's the right call, even though I'm not a big Tua guy. Mm-hmm. I just think Tom Brady is a one- or two-year Band-Aid that I'm not even sure actually works at this point. Like, I think it's possible we finally, you know, I might have been seven years early on predicting it, but if we finally maybe hit the Tom Brady cliff. I, to me, Coach, the Tom Brady landing spots are dwindling, and all signs, in my opinion, are pointing to Vegas. McDaniels is there. They have weapons. They got rid of Carr seemingly with no plan, unless the plan was we're getting Brady. I don't think the Niners are doing it, and we, there have been maybe Tennessee because of Rabel, in that relationship, but I, I think it's the Raiders, and so I believe that the Dolphins aren't doing it. Yeah, look, history's been re- rewritten because when Tom became available the first time, it's not like he had a lot of suitors. True. And then when he signed, then everybody's like, oh my God, we should have done it, we wanted him. That's, that's not how it was. I don't know how many suitors he's going to have, but it doesn't really make sense with a young head coach to bring in Tom Brady unless you're going to do what Tom Brady does well and commit to his system. Yeah, look, I guess they're saying we want to see if next season Tua can play a whole season. Can he get through a whole season? And that's going to determine, assuming he plays well, whether or not we give him a long-term deal or not. Mm-hmm. So I think Do that's you still why they're want him in New England. Well, I was going to ask Coach. Coach, better than 5% chance he comes back to New England? God, I can't imagine he'd go back. Okay, that's a yes. He's seen, he, he's seen life on the other side. I don't know if he's yeah, going he, back. Wilds, I'm sorry. I don't know. One Super Bowl to six. Let me do the math. Hey, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the Chiefs. Buckle Are up. Are we? First things first. We're, oh, uh, more banners? That? More banners? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to the Kansas City AFC Championship One Man Parade. A Jordan-esque Mahomes defeated Clyde Drexler. 326 yards, two touchdowns, several axes to grind. Here he is post-game. I think guys were probably the most pumped up I'd seen them going into a football game. Uh, a lot of trash talk coming from a lot of different places. I think no one picked us to win. If so, it was like 5% of people. Um, and uh, we think we've built up enough uh, enough respect to, to have a chance to go out and win every game. So uh, whenever you feel like you're the underdog, when you're playing at Arrowhead Stadium, uh, it gets guys ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you got Burrowhead. You should, I mean, they beat us last time. They were talking about we, we got to play them. There was a lot of stuff. I mean, the mayor came at me, man. I mean, 
mean, I understand he's the mayor of Cincinnati, so he has to think about something. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's something that you just got to play the football game and then let your play do the talking. Let's go, Patrick. Okay. And if the play can't do the talking, I'll do it for him. All right. Coach, can we show the couple of Mahomes' touchdown passes? Uh, They're both so beautiful, and it speaks to what he did in this game. Because the first one to Kelsey uh, – he did exactly the – or that's the Valdez Scantling one, which was unbelievable. But this one to Kelsey on fourth down, this is the play coach diagram for us this week on Friday, saying this is what I'm worried he's not going to be able to do. Yep. Again, I'm not, and I'm not criticizing you for that. To get out on the pocket, <laughs> throw the ball, and nobody thought he'd be able to do it. The guy basically had a broken leg, and you wouldn't know it. have a broken uh, leg. I, Michael Thomas got a high ankle sprain four years ago, and we've uh, never seen him play since. <laughs> I know that. I know that high ankle sprains are considered, uh, I have heard them called worse than a small fracture. Yet yeah, this guy did that, found Marquez Valdez Scantling, is throwing to Kemp. I've watched every Chiefs game in its entirety since 1992. I was not familiar with Kemp's work, I got to tell you. And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, he's a special teamer with 24 tackles, getting key first downs in the fourth quarter of the AFC title game. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow's picking, I'm going to go to Chase or Higgins against a rookie corner. And Mahomes, despite all that, finds himself in a spot where once again he gets the ball with less than a minute left, got to go get points, and runs the ball for a key first down, gets the penalty, and they kick the field goal. Coach? I understand everyone wants to – nobody wants to call him the greatest ever because he hasn't had the luxury of yet playing 20 years. But through five years, it is undeniable he's pacing as well as you could. Statistically, he's the best in NFL history at everything in the playoffs that one could do through five years. With one more win, he will have the greatest five-year start to a career ever. I understand Brady won three Super Bowls in five years, but this would be more impressive because Brady missed the playoffs one year and didn't make the conference finals the, the other year. And now he's doing it without Tyree Kill, and then this game without Juju, without Tony, without Hardman, with no running game, 17 carries for 34 yards for everyone other than Mahomes against supposedly the big dogs of the AFC. I think it was his most impressive performance of his career, and he carried that offense like Chris Jones carried the defense, Coach. I agree. It was the most impressive performance that I've seen, and the fact that they ran a move-the-pocket play, a <clears throat> dash where he had to roll out on fourth and two and threw it to Travis Kelsey, who everybody in the world knew was going to be the go-to guy, and then was able to get him the ball is pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And what he was able to do all season long with, with a group of receivers that people had questions about, I had questions about, and then to come into this game and have the injuries that they had and him to, to figure out a way to make that work and, and just perform and move and generate plays with the high ankle sprain, that's, that's really hard to do. That's really, really hard to do and really impressive. It was unbelievable what he did. I mean, we, we talked about the flu game, and, and you, you brought up the GOAT, you know, with Brady. That may be a Bill Russell, Michael Jordan situation where Russell won an insurmountable amount of rings, but his individual stats weren't always mind-blowing. Same with Brady. Nobody, I don't think Mahomes is going to win seven, right? No franchise has won seven. But the stats, particularly in his early championships, three of them weren't, you know, mind-blowing. He wasn't always the driving force on the, you know, as far as statistically. Mahomes is more like a Jordan in that his – He's going to win, we assume, 
and his stats are like out out of this world. So I think that that could be that type of conversation. But look, I could just second everything you said about Mahomes, but Chris Jones too. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones wrecked that game, and he showed me. I don't think he'll be the defensive player of the year. Nikki I think Bosa's they vote. Yeah, I think they vote at the end of the regular yeah. season. But this could be a situation where. Because of the playoffs, like you see sometimes in the NBA, people are like, how could Chris Jones not be the defensive player of the year? He's a remarkable player. I mean, he, he only had two sacks, but he had, I think, five QB uh, hits, yep. eight pressures, something like that. I mean, and they had to double-team him a lot, which opened it up for other guys on the line. Like, he controlled that game defensively, obviously the late sack. In the last, yeah, you no know, play was bigger than that. Oh one my gosh! So can it's I just? I'll be very quicker. The Chiefs had four first-team All Pros. We talk about Mahomes; he gets his flowers begrudgingly from some, but eventually, always. Travis Kelsey's the other one. He was massive. They were double-teamed the whole game. Still found 75 yards and touchdown. Chris Jones, the other one. And the punter was the other he one. He crushed it. And he was, he was unbelievable. So he was and so I hated Andy's decision to punt on that fourth and eight from the 38. I, and like, I'm like, you're taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands, and he might not touch it again. Right. But then the punter came through, and then Chris Jones came through, and then Mahomes came through at the end. Yeah, you would think Cincinnati three or four times inside the it, The punter line. was great. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati punter, I'm not trying to kill the guy, but he line drive right down he the middle to Sky Moore. Yeah, it was not ideal for this. Yeah. Put it that way. Pivotal play in the fourth. Joseph Asai pushes Mahomes while he's out of bounds. 15 yards leads to the game-winning field goal. Here's B.J. Hill being a great teammate and Asai. Take a listen. Dumb question. Come on. He, been, he played his butt off the whole game. Actually, a different question. I just got to, I got to, like Sam was saying, I got to learn from experience. and um, I got to know not to not to get close to that quarterback when he's close to that sideline. If there's anything that could uh, possibly cause a penalty in a dire situation like that, I got to do better. It was a tough play, Coach. I felt so bad for him. I also thought he was almost in an impossible situation, running full speed, and then Mahomes is on out of bounds. What was your take on the play? Yeah, more games are lost than they are won, and you, look, you can't, you just can't do it. You can't, you can't push the guy. When he's got two feet out uh, on the sideline, and, and it's terrible for him because he's going to be remembered for this for years right. and forever. He'll be remembered for this for this play, and and it, it's it's a terrible lesson to learn. And and who knows what would happen in that game if it'd gone to overtime? Who knows? But can I ask you a quick question? Why do you think it's going to overtime? It's eight seconds left. Mahomes needs eight yards. Don't you don't think he's getting it? I do. Like that's the that's how I would try to make Osai feel better. Is and you're losing either stuff way. anyway. Is, <laughs> either way, you're losing that game. If it were two seconds left, because it was too cold for them to kick a sixty yarder, obviously, then I feel differently. But I I know Feely was saying all game they can't kick longer than fifty three. So that means they were seven yards away. You're gonna be able to run a play. My guess is Kevin Wilde's not the defensive coordinator, so they're not gonna just guard Kelsey. Sure. <laughs> and well, so they'll they'll find a way to get the yards. No timeouts, right? No timeouts. Right. So you layer the sideline, you force them if they want to throw the ball, they gotta throw it inside the numbers and the game's over. Yeah, Kelsey catches it, runs out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. Coach, I mean I, I feel bad every time I see a play like that call because I, I I'm sure every instinct in your body is telling you to hit the guy, right? When he's that close to the field. Is this just something like they're going to have to, guys are going to have to learn just like defensive linemen have learned not to really crush the quarterback and land on him or even when he's running you can't hit him that hard if he slides. Like is that, they just going to have, because 
For ye- hey, this look guy's at, whole life is probably hit him though. I mean, he's but when you're going full speed, I, again, it was it's a penalty, the push but you're going that full makes speed it where they can't look the other way. If it's he just, just bumps him, yeah, I don't think they. You think if he just bumps him, they don't call? Yeah, he, he did push. I get, yeah, I get if, that. That's the thing is, I think if he runs into him with his chest, you think they don't call it if he if he just makes regular contact on the other side of the white. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's not like you look at it and go. Well, that could have gone either way. Like, no, you, you, you had to call yeah. it, but you it's just cannot it's a make that decision. Silver lining of like BJ Hill next to him, I thought it was just such a clutch move. I loved it. I almost became a Bengals fan. You were, you were a Bengals fan yesterday. No, I wasn't. You're I was always rooting, rooting against the Chiefs. The, give me a break. Oh, look it up, Give Seller. me a break. Run back the You team. reluctantly picked the Chiefs. You didn't really I, want oh, to, I but picked, you thought they'd win. I, I picked that. accurately. Uh, a lot of trash talk <laughs> coming from the Chiefs and Chris Broussard, who said, who day with base. Remember that? <laughs> Take a listen. It backfired. I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Whoa! Burrow hit my ass! Whoa! It's Mahomes' house! Don't ever, 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 and I'm looking at the camera when I said this, disrespect Arrowhead. This team stepped up against a great football team, and uh, we showed this place that's Arrowhead. It's not Burrowhead out here. I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. Poor Cincinnati mayor. Like, and also uh, no, the he budget. stepped into it. He did. Uh, he yeah, yeah. stepped into it. He said Burrow was Mahomes' father. He gave me a break. Didn't he have the line, too, Jerry Springer was so, the best? Yeah, Travis Cincinnati. Kelsey said that. Travis Kelsey, Cincinnati guy. Oh. So here's the deal. Right. The Chiefs Here won't talk go. trash, but I will. <laughs> hey, Joe Mixon, big dogs of the AFC. Anyone seen Joe Mixon? I don't know where he was Sunday, but I know where he will be in about six weeks. It's the waiver wire. Because the Bengals ain't carrying a guy who gives you two yards of carrying the biggest game of the year. What about Mike Hilton? Burrowhead. He's the one who coined it. I coined the Arrowhead Invitational. Yeah. That's been great. He coined Burrowhead. It cost his team a shot at the Super Bowl. <clears throat> well, so here's what I found so m- magnificent, Coach. The Chiefs this entire run have never been able to play the nobody believes in us disrespect card. And I don't know why, but damn, that card seems to work in sports. It seems to legitimately work. Didn't you guys, at your, one of your first Super Bowls, read out the parade schedule? Am I making that up? Eagles. Well, the, the first Super Bowl, the Steelers had already printed out oh, their Super Bowl tickets yeah, oh, yeah. prior to the <laughs> AFC it. Championship game. So, yeah, so you got – so they were making that a meeting on The Chiefs got to play it, and, Coach, I do think it's noteworthy, the one guy who didn't do it was Burrow. He's the one guy who knew better. He said he still thinks Mahomes is the guy to beat. He's the one guy who didn't talk any trash because he knew the challenge at hand. The rest of his teammates, you know, unfortunately couldn't help themselves. And look, it would have been nice if they didn't get that penalty at the end and we could have seen how it played out. Oh that part was a little bit unfortunate. I don't think that, that the, the Chiefs beat up the Bengals so badly that you can, you can look at this and go, mm. oh, they really taught them a lesson. And this thing was, <laughs> it was nip-tuck oh, throughout the course of the If game. I was an eagle, I would not be talking. Would you, bro? I, like, it, it, I, I don't think Bengals. that's their, their personality. The but Eagles? Yeah, with, with Hurts, although Burrow didn't talk, like you said. I, I'm with Coach, though. 
it's a tasty narrative. Oh, they, they shut them up. They were motivated. The, the Bengals, Nick, could have won that game. Oh, could have won. It was that close. I mean, if a couple of things here and there. Absolutely. Oh, like, oh, so, oh stop. I don't, I don't the think I get them. The momentum did, was sort of. Yeah, was I am diving in yes, now. It really bothered the Chiefs. It really bothered them. And, and when you guys say they could have won, do you guys not follow me on Twitter? I'm not I sure. Oh, thank you. Uh, never I a doubt. I actually don't. But there was literally never <laughs> you a doubt. You tweet that all the time. You tweet Because that. there's never a doubt. After the Texans came there's there's never a doubt. Never a doubt. I, did he tweet that during the whole course of the game? No, I was only at the end. I was grinding. It's funny. All 22, sort of like they're all, <laughs> they're all talking after the win. Never yeah. doubt. Never doubt. Nick, what's your Twitter? I got a Five minutes of fire coming right at you right now. This game felt over as soon as Brock Purdy told Shanahan, I can't throw the ball. And then Josh Johnson fumbled the snap. Nick, you've been down on the Eagles, who now have a record of 16-3 and three all year. You and the committee, for that matter. Yeah. Are you saying that the Eagles got lucky? You did on our morning meeting. Well, listen. The Chiefs got to this place by beating the Prince and Joe Burrow. Oh, the Prince. The Eagles got to this place <laughs> by beating Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson. They are not the same thing. However... The Eagles were able to play Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson because they were a dominant regular season team and because they had such a great record throughout the first three months, three and a half months of the year, that even when their quarterback went down and they lost games, they still were the one seed. So they did earn it. Mm -hmm. And they can't control the fact that right now the AFC-NFC, when it comes to quality of teams at the top, appears to be the SEC against the Mountain West. There's nothing you can do. You just got to play who's in front of you. And where I will give the Eagles credit is I thought they were incredibly well coached in this game for a guy with a sec- in the second career playoff game. And I think they showed the depth of their roster. But do I think, Brew, that this is one of the more fortuitous paths to a Super Bowl that I've ever seen? Of course I do. You played Daniel Jones and you played a team whose third-string quarterback got hurt. No, he's not. And you played a team whose third-string quarterback got knocked out in the game and then the fourth-string quarterback got knocked out of the game. But here's the thing. They knocked him out of the game. Now, I know you don't go out to hurt a guy, but you go out to hit somebody hard. That's true. And they knocked Brett Purdy and then knocked Josh Johnson out of the game. Poor guy was And they had 13 QB pressures. Yeah, that's what happens to a guy. I will knock you, bro. I will knock you still. Still alive. But they had 13. The, the hit on Purdy was a precursor of what was coming. That's true. I mean, they had 13 QB pressures on 18 dropbacks for San Francisco. That's unheard of. So, and they dominated physically the team that we didn't think could be dominated physically That's in the right. Niners, coach. Yeah, I don't think they got lucky either. And your point is, is exactly right. It's it's not like they went down with pulled hamstrings or or some sort of fluke injury. They they hit him. They hit both of them multiple times, and then they knocked him out of the game. And and that's a testament to the Eagles' defensive line, to their scheme. A little bit of of question why San Francisco decided to, to to block with who they blocked with, but but they did, and the Eagles took advantage of it. So it you're you're. Taking away from what Brock Purdy was able to do when he said well, it's the Mountain West, I mean, I don't think the 49ers are the... No, I thought the 49ers and like, Eagles were Mountain both West great little, teams. No, I, I'm sorry. No. I thought they were both very, very good teams. It would have been great in either conference. I thought the rest of the NFC outside of those two teams sure. was, was obviously not. But Does ahead. Brock Purdy play defense? Because all I've heard is how good this 49ers defense is outside of well, when Jarrett Stidham cooked him up. 
But here's what they did yesterday. Gave up 31 points. They usually give up 16. Rushing yards, 79-148. Rushing touchdowns. A little misleading. For, what's misleading You know about what it? I think? Well, Take I it think up they got, I think the defense got worn down, though, by being out there so much. They all Purdy couldn't. Oh, boo-boo. We're worn down, minutes, the NFC Champions. 37 oh, yeah. minutes. Oh, that's a little bit. Give me a break. Because the defense did stop him on yeah, several then, series. And, and listen, I'll, I'll give you that. The Niners literally got a stop on fourth down. And they didn't. They, they gave the up call. 31 they, points. So it doesn't. No, they didn't get a stop. I, no, I understand. But yeah, but I the I, I think the Niners have a great defense. That the Eagles credit. But to then them the next drive, there's three defensive penalties. All true. And, and but but still, the, the uh, Eagles had to force those penalties to happen. Can, they didn't happen by accident. All true. What I thought you were going to say there is because you've been you weren't this at the beginning of the year. But you kind of turned it into it. The, this show's Cowboys fan. Like, hey, the Cowboys are underrated. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that yeah, in a yeah, negative the way So when Mara I see something yeah. unfair. <laughs> exactly. I go in. <laughs> if you're the Cowboys watching that game, you got to be sick to your stomach. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think, think the Eagles looked silly. unbeatable in that game. I think Jalen looks compromised at the moment, and it looked like the Niners had a lot of self-inflicted wounds. And if you're the, if you're the Cowboys, you watch the game, and you're like, my God, man. If we could have... If we could have executed better against San Francisco, we would have gotten the rubber match against Philly when Philly was not rolling, not firing on all cylinders, and maybe it's a little different. So I just. Do you blame Zeke for that? (laughs) (laughs) Zeke could have just made that block. (laughs) Could have won the game. Who knows what Kellen Moore had cooking. Uh, Coming up next, we're talking about a little bit of LeBron. It's a little bit of a grab bag segment, but it's going to be excellent. Medals. Medals time. Denver in Philly. Harden checks himself into the game like a hockey player. It's allowed in hockey. It is not allowed in basketball. You need to go to the table. Can't just <laughs> jump in off the sidelines. And not enough to make the medal stand. Nick, who did it better? What ended up happening in that game? Oh, you're going to find out on the medal stand. Bronze. LeBron James. 41-9-8. and eight. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough because the referees, much like the broadcasters and media of the NBA, so desperately want to protect Michael Jordan's legacy. Oh, they want to steal is. every great moment from LeBron I James, mean. including another buzzer beater in Boston. <laughs> Look it up. Silver medal. Giannis, 50-piece, 50-13 and 13 over the all-of-a-sudden plummeting Pelicans. They need Zion wow. back. Giannis, up. spectacular. Why is that not worth a gold? He got 50. Well, because the two-time MVP runner-up ran into the two-time defending MVP and cooked him 47, 18, and 5 with every single fourth quarter bucket looking just like that. Jokic kind of awkwardly stumbling around and then Embiid dotting his eye. There's the medal stand from this weekend in the association. You don't get, you don't, what, what, I don't, what? For the record, I had Embiid higher on my ballot than Jokic last year. Yeah, it's you know one what, game. But they had to have, okay, meet in the finals then. Meet in the finals then. Yeah. It's going to be, it's too confusing for Neither one of them's getting there. Can't root for the Sixers and be anti-Eagles. It's going to put our viewers in a tailspin. <laughs> We're 13 days away from the Super Bowl. Chiefs getting one and a half points. Oh, the no disrespect yeah, continues. Oh, oh, oh. Kidding? Yes. Bet it now, everybody. 
No, don't bet it now. Oh, don't bet, bet it now. You're trying to bet the Chiefs that it's going to be just smoke on the Eagles. You, this thing might get to three. No, Who the hell knows? Oh, there were some offshore books where it got to three around four in the morning last night. That's a true story, Wilds. You got to be, be up burning that midnight oil. Uh, listen, here's the deal, uh, bro. The Eagles have, especially given the Chiefs' injuries right now, a decided advantage at every single spot on the field except for quarterback. Luckily, the Chiefs quarterback is the best we've ever seen, so they shouldn't be dogs. I was well. If tight ends, fine. Pass catchers as a whole, the Eagles. Pass catchers, offensive line, running backs, D line, linebackers, secondary. Eagles, 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 Eagles. Quarterback, Chiefs, and I think that'll be enough. So, that's, yeah, that's my analysis. I, look, I can't say I'm too surprised because of what you said. They do have advantages everywhere, and people are looking at it like, hey, these are the two front runners for the MVP. Obviously, it looks like Mahomes going to win it. But, look, after seeing Mahomes play on that high-sprained oh. ankle and do what he did, oh. it's hard to bet against him. Okay, can I You're show not you graphic graphic for you? Today, but it's hard props. to bet against the brother. Can I, can I show you some graphics on how good the Eagles are? Most sacks in single season NFL history, 84 Bears, 85 Bears, 22 Eagles. You know who's on that team? And Dominic and Sue as well. Oh, you know how Mahomes got to get some get back. You know how you lost your last <laughs> Super Bowl. When Dominic and Sue punched him in the face illegally. Okay, it that happened. Uh, we oh, saw it. That's not we how you run the tape. It's you were getting pressured, and next thing you know, Mahomes running around crazy. Yeah, that's a good running point. Around I'd be a little bit nervous. I don't think that. I think that line is. Listen, fair. Super Bowl is going to be great. It's going to be a great game. I clearly have, to a degree. Underrated the Eagles this year. I mostly blame, as I told you guys last Wednesday, Frederick on the committee for. Okay. You know, hey, tell- turn it up. Turn it up. We don't want this character. Let's see the real character. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Burrowhead Stadium, my ass. Let's go. <laughs>